Press the button, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, sugar bushes? Welcome to another episode of Snacks Packs. We just spent the last forty-five minutes trying to figure out what was wrong with the audio, and a then all of a, yeah, and then it problem. just all of a sudden fixes itself. So you gotta love technology. No, uh, I didn't fix itself. We just turned it off. Yeah, and we on again. we turned yeah, pretty much we turned it off and on again, and it it's works. Really, all it took. All the more reason goose moving across the country is an issue. Oh, you want to hear another issue that came oh, from yeah. moving? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we were going to go fucking to the grocery store like normal people doing normal things. And we go outside and see my girlfriend's car. It looks like the front of her door is just like next to her car. Yeah. And we're like, that's wrong. And we get closer and see that something huge. My first instinct had been that someone smashed into it. Yeah. But I realized that with the way that it appealed, I mean, it literally tore the front of the yeah, door. Yeah, it like can't open your, like, the, yeah, look, like hold no, on, look. Yeah. Hold on. None of the, we'll have to post a picture on the Instagram. Remember to do that. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, this is it. The whole is door the, is right look, there. This still has the spring in it. That's crazy, dude. That's insane. Works. I mean, when, like, honestly, it looks like kind of, Fine. I feel like maybe Weirdly. you could pop that bitch back on. Fine. Hold on, hold on. Oh my god. I had to put my headphones back yeah, in. Yeah, I feel like maybe you could just pop that bitch right back on. Shoot, put some super glue on it, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. JB maybe. weld that door back on. The or door handle wouldn't work, but you'd be... It, cosmetically well, so we we wanted to tear that part off because we had to move the car anyway because oh so the other thing it did was push the car completely i saw that yeah curb. it was right up on the curb so yeah i thought someone had smashed into it but you could see the damage of it was so weird and precise yeah, it, it was like it didn't smash the windows no and it was just on the door and there was like one part of her driver's side door that was a little dented in it was like yes it's it, like, yeah. it doesn't look like someone sideswiped it it looks like something no. like caught onto her door and then yeah. Hold it. I, so like, we live next to a semi lot, and we think is some dickhead semi driver took a horribly wide turn yeah. and just ripped it off with the trailer. And my, I talked to my dad about it, and he was like, "What if they did it with the cab?" I was like, "Then there's no good in this world." No, and I can't imagine <laughs> that someone did that to us, bro. That's you got to get easy. like, uh, you got to get a. Uh... Uh, like doorbell camera that's not ring. So to, to there like, was a yeah, I would never get a ring. Yeah, there was a doorbell camera rings, straight people. pointed straight at that car. But I'm pretty. I don't think it was a ring, and I'm pretty sure it would only activate if you press the button. So we put a note on their door. Let us know if there's any footage. They took the note down and didn't respond. So, oh, so I yeah. didn't think that it would. Um, but hold on, we we're gonna, we, got, did it. we got to cut one huh? more piece out. I got to grab my vape, or I'm gonna die. I'm gonna gotta get my vape. Hold on. I fucked up. I got so stuck with the audio stuff that I forgot that I didn't yes. have everything I needed. I was stressed out. All right. I was completely I was completely silent so that you could just cut okay, it. Cool, it'd be cool. easy to yeah, see. Yeah, it'd be easy to find. Um, but we didn't know when it happened because she parked her car at like seven PM and we didn't walk out in to the front to see that car until three in the afternoon. Oh damn, yeah. And 
Um, we call the police because you're supposed to. Yeah, right? insurance they, purposes. We walk up to the fucking police officer. I had to go get my girlfriend, and he he's like, man, your car got pretty fucked up. I was like, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> it really did. And then uh, he was like, yeah, it was probably the semis over there. And so he's like, I'll go see if they'll let me check it out. So he walks over, or drives over there to go look at it. They immediately tell him to leave, oh. which they're right to do. And yeah. I was like, dude, that's not That's sketchy. A good that's not good at all. And, like, you know, he was like, you guys can see what you can figure out unofficially and just let us know. We could work with that. But uh, he was like, you know, what yeah. are you do? What is he going to do? What At least you, I mean, my dad, when I texted him about it, he was like, did you uh, are the police going to be able to find who was responsible? And I just responded, ha, <laughs> good, good one. Yeah, good one. I mean, at least it seems like your first interaction with the Pennsylvania law enforcement is like. A, de- a decent yeah. one. Like, he tried, but, like, they told him to fuck yeah. off. So he was like, which yeah, is had to fuck off. super sketchy uh, about that lot, which it is in well within their rights to tell the police to fuck off. And you should yeah. tell the police to fuck off. Uh, but, but I'm also like, you know, I a, don't know. A business, a business that's not going to cooperate with a wrongdoing. So yeah. To, like, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, there, I was, my dad was like, maybe you can see, find the semi that did it. And I was like, first of all, I don't think I think it was that like bar that hangs below the the trailer on the back of it. Yeah. And I think it caught it as it was making the wide turn and just peeled the car and pushed it. And the I think that it was turning away and that's why it got pushed onto the curb. Yeah. But I was like, okay, so first of all, we have to assume it did any damage to it because yeah. I can't do anything if it isn't. Second, the damage exists and then I'm like, that's our car and they're like, No, it isn't and you're like Okay, okay, done. Yeah. No, I don't have any proof. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have no proof. Yeah. And so I was like, you know, our literally our only option is going to be like, hey, you guys probably did this. Oh, okay. So we had that big window of time where we didn't know what happened. But I've been taking pictures, walking around, complaining on the phone. And this one guy stopped me. He's like, hey, was that your car? I was like, it was. And he's like, hey, I left my house at like 930 in the morning. And it looked normal, and when I came back at like ten fifteen, it was all fucked up. I was like, so "Oh my god!" The window. Yes, I was like, "That is a very narrow window yeah. compared to what we had before." I've... Uh, and then it made me mad again because I was like, "He did this in broad daylight." Yeah, that, that bastard. It's yeah. I mean, I bet you can solve this case doing some sleuthing. Like if you. I'm like, I don't know. I feel like since they told the police to fuck off, like you going in there and being like, "Hey, do you have any records of who left your lot or came in between They're gonna this tell time?" Me to fuck off. Yeah, yeah. They're gonna tell me. To fuck do you know off. the name I, of the the, yes. the what is it? Or oh, well, message yeah, it to I me. don't know. I don't want to say it on here yeah. just because message I don't it want to me. my. If you yeah, want, okay, I'll okay. tank the reviews. I'll just be like, I, I was it. also going to do that. Yeah, uh, that was our plan. We were like, well, we'll just, uh, you know, just become social terrorists. At that yeah, point. exactly. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's uh, what, that's what my, you got to do. My girlfriend these days. was like, oh, I, I could just call them every single day about it. And yeah, like, yeah, that would I be like good that. too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, and so, I mean, literally, our only option for them paying for it is if they are just nice and cooperative, and we're like, yeah, we'll pay for it. We should call them on the podcast and be like, and ask them and see if they tell you to fuck off so we have it on air. <laughs> like, it's not. That, like, I kind of like that. It's a good idea. I'm, like I'm telling you. I bet, I bet we could set that up to see if they uh, see if they cooperate with you, and then when we internet terrorist them and 
give them bad reviews. So like, no, we never got those calls. And we can be like, oh, that's funny because we definitely have it right now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I will uh, – we might have to plan that during – but it has to be like during business hours on a weekday. Yeah, so yeah. No, we can we can for sure do that. We can absolutely we can do, do that. There was a uh, – I was listening to our old episode or last episode, and I remember I was – there were two things that I wanted to follow up on. I can't remember the first one. We have a correction. Did you remember? Is that what you're talking about? I think about? maybe. What is the correction? The fire episode. Yes. Yeah, that's what it yeah. was. The fire episode was that. And then I never finished the the landlord story from when I moved. Um, what I the the wait. Fu- we have to. You just mentioned the correction. The correction was the oh, that yeah. wasn't our first fire. Yeah. Uh, was, yeah. The Whiskey River fire in uh, Ireland. That, that was our no first. No one actually died in the fire. First lethal fire, and yeah, I'm covering yeah, our second exactly. lethal fire today. Um, and the la- the funniest part about that landlord story was that I got I I moved out. I moved everything out, and then I got a text like four months later from some fucking Kansas City number that was like. Hey, Snaxton, uh, just wondering what the deal with rent is. The landlord's looking, is talking about eviction, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what the fuck? I've been gone for like you six go months. Look at the yeah, you just go look Yeah, at just it. go buy it. Like, it's, I, I'm not there. So I just never text them back in. And dude. They you never. Have just not paid rent ever. I know. You just left whenever you wanted. Honestly, like, and I just. Once you get to report your credit, like, yeah. No. And, and I, I can't imagine, like, I, I don't think they went through any, like, proper eviction channels because I never no. got a note and it's kansas city they're slumlords they don't care but also i didn't leave the place in disarray like i fucking like it was clean and everything when i left um, i was probably a shock to that yeah like that yeah <laughs> no holes in the wall like some of the Did outlets the hole in the ceiling? yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> um and one of the big things about that apartment too is one it had roaches the water would freeze in the winter and sometimes the walls would just leak like in the bathroom i have like snapchat videos that pop in my memories of me recording in the bathroom and the walls are just like it looks like you know like in a movie horror movie where blood comes out of the wall it looks like that but it's just like (laughs) dripping and i'm just like dude this is a fucking hell house and like man i didn't know that you slummed it dude yeah no it was like it like i don't think i've ever slummed it that hard before and like it was dude it, it was by far one of the worst like apartment How long experiences total? in lawrence like, no in that shit oh oh i was in there probably less than a year i know i moved in still long. yeah it's it's a hot minute because i was living with my i was staying at my buddy's house but his roommate was allergic to cats so i was like having to keep my it's cats picking up your hand rubs oh is it yeah oh no i got these dry <laughs> ass the on, dry <laughs> ass hands dude um but uh i was I was I would have to leave my cats like outside in their carrier and it was getting really cold so I was like I need to find a place. So I found that place and then I kept the cats there and then I got things set up and I lived there for like I lived there like actually lived there for like a, like 5 6 months and I was like fuck this dude. This place sucks. I'm out. Um and yeah. That's insane. Yeah, it's fucking terrible. I have a, another movie recommendation for you. Oh, what so, is it? So, uh, it's called Incantation. It's on Netflix. It is a Taiwanese horror film. Um, Jesus, okay. N- yeah, not, I, I will say it's not as scary as Gonji, Gonjiam, uh, Gonjima, whatever. It's not as scary Gonjima, as that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's not as scary, but it is, it, it, it is up there. There were some parts I was like, oh, shit, okay. Uh. The highest grossing Taiwanese horror film. Is it really? It says so. What Wikipedia says, so I just believe it. Um, it's it's pretty good. It's about like I and one of the things I really liked about it was that it's like a found footage 
kind of style horror film, which I really like found footage movies. But it's like it, it is a different it's a different take on a found footage. Like they did this thing where like the intention of the 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 found footage recording is to harm the viewer. Like to harm yeah. you. And I think that yeah, was really yeah. cool because most found footage is like, oh look at this footage we found. It's not someone like making something that's like, I'm doing this to fuck you over. Um, so it's it definitely give it a watch. It's good. It's a, it's a good one. I'll have uh, to check it out. It's I a, haven't really been watching movies. I've been kind of with all the bullshit going on. Yeah. I don't want to like sit and like let my brain be that passive. Yeah, so that's fair. I like want to just play video games or like read a little. Yeah, I've been reading a, yeah. a decent amount, but I just like I need to be busier oh that's yeah that's understandable every time i walk outside i'm like is some horrible calamity yeah about to happen to me while i walk this month is so insane i I can't imagine please a normal fortnight would be great begging for at this point um i've been speaking of fortnite i've been playing fortnite with uh rob and uh it is is quite the experience we we've started this new saying where like is he stream safe yeah, yeah. So it's oh, funny because okay. you wouldn't expect it, but Rob is very no. like very, very forward PC like understand like to an extent. But he is yeah, very yeah. he is stream safe. I mean, the only thing cool. like the biggest thing like this new thing we got going on is like every time something happens, we'll just be like, yeah, you'll have that on the big jobs, and uh, <laughs> it's <laughs> it's just <laughs> saying that over and over again. Oh, I really <laughs> like that. <laughs> Um, oh, I'm stealing that. Yeah, he sure. was telling me that the uh, railroad's about to go on strike. Hell yeah! Yeah, apparently like they're the power brothers. Yeah, apparently the, if he they get a strike. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. He was like, uh, he was like, if they don't come to terms for their negotiations, exactly, exactly, More solidarity. Come to term, come to negotiation terms by I think it was like September first or something like that. Somewhere in the first week of September, he's like, we're all going to go on strike. And uh, I was like, do you think they're going to hire scabs? And he was like, no. He was like, they won't cross the picket line. They know better. Uh, and they wouldn't – I mean, trains are way too dangerous to risk, like, a bunch of fucking idiots yeah. who don't know anything. You know, That also reminds me that in Edinburgh, in Scotland, they're on day 12 of their um, – Sanitation department, like trash people. Oh, really? I didn't want nice. to call them trash people, but I called yeah, them. But, yeah, but yeah. Sanitation department. Strike, dude. Um, and I'm like, what a fucking pathetic thing for the city to do. Yeah. I'm like, you guys are going to let garbage pile up in your street for two weeks? Because you don't want to. just paying more money? Just pay more money. They're like, it's things like, like sanitation departments, like waste management and like, uh, like railroads and stuff. Those are like necessary. There are a lot of jobs people go on strike and I'm like, uh, it could function without you, but things would really suck. Uh, but like those services are like detrimental to like everything. Society. Yeah. Society. Yeah. Have you seen like the pictures and shit? I'm trying to find him. Um, uh, what was, uh, oh, he said, he, he told me they said something when they were talking about like getting like better wages and better working conditions. They said something like, uh, along the lines of your labor doesn't equal profit. And he was like, what the fuck? What do you mean? Like, that's the whole reason you're making. They view labor as an expense. Yeah. They, that's what they, they put it as just like another thing that they have to buy. And so they think that it, they literally like these accountants who like forget that they're operating with like people yeah. and, and lives and real materials. 
or like these guys are killing us. Yeah, we they're bleeding us, bleeding like, us dry. It's the company. Yeah, dude, and every company's doing it right now. It's so stupid. Like I talk to between like sixty and eighty different like uh, distributors at my job. Yeah, and like half of them are complaining about the same situation at their companies. I'm like, this is the dumbest fucking problem. Dude, like, oh my god, give us more. Just money. pay more Get. money. It's like, you're not, you're, you're, you're not gonna lose your fucking private jet or your yacht or whatever. Like, if you just raise wages a little bit, like, we're not asking. People aren't asking for like, pay me. Two hundred thousand dollars a year. It's like pay me enough where I can pay my bills and get food and like. I mean, not starve. not that not that they are wrong to demand way more. Yeah, than just I know, hundred percent. Yeah, you know? I agree. I like, agree. If, you know, if fucking our uh, wages rose with productivity, minimum wage would be like twenty six dollars an hour. And like people in college or like went to college with college degrees and get jobs related to their field somehow, they'd be making a hundred thousand minimum. You know, like yeah. real fucking money instead of. The scraps and pennies that they piss in our mouth. Yeah, dude. It's so mad. It's fucking, dude, it's literally the here, worst. Like, the fast food labor situation is devastating. And everyone, they're all saying, desperately trying to hire. They literally, Taco Bell has a QR code, and they're like, if you scan this, you can apply for the job easy in, like, four seconds. Yeah. Like, they're so desperate. And every fucking fast food place is garbage. Yeah, like, McDonald's horrible. here is doing, like, text this number, and we'll set you up an interview. And it's like... Bro, just pay more. Like, if you paid more, you would, like, and it pisses me like off, desperate too. Like, for, yeah, they have all these signs about hiring, and then they're, like, up to 12 an hour. Like, Bro, fuck you. I, fuck you. Yeah. I would, I dude, um, I wouldn't get out of bed for $12 an hour. You no. can suck my ass. No I especially fucking love, way. Like, it's like, you know, that meme of, imagine you work hard for one hour, and you get this, and it's $7.25. Yeah, it's $7.25, and cents, 25 like, cents, dude. There are still people, like, out in the rural areas, like, when my family in Illinois, uh, like, they're out in the boonies, yeah. and the gas stations are hiring, and they'll be, like, $9 dollars an Dude, hour. No. Like, who oh, the yeah. fuck? How do you stay alive? Dude, how do you, yeah, how do you survive on $9 an hour? I don't understand. Like, it's, it, it, like, back when I was living in Kansas City, I made $11 an hour, and I literally couldn't pay rent. I couldn't survive. No. It was fucking awful. Um, but it's just, and the same, the fast food situation is the same way here in Lawrence. It's like, we have all these fast food places, but none of them stay open late because they can't find the staff to work at night shift. Yeah. And it's every time I go to one and it's closed, I'm like, God damn it. You son of a bitch. But I'm also like, pay your fucking workers more. Pay your fucking workers. <clears throat> but like every time we go somewhere now, like they don't have, they don't have half the shit on their menu. Like, yeah. it's, like, really bad in some places. And, uh, you know, or they're, like, really late. Domino's here will be like, yeah, we deliver your pizza and then arrive, like, 50 minutes after. Damn. And they do that to everybody. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ, and dude. I was annoyed about it. And then the, I so I posted, uh, or I did a bad Domino's review because they were really lame about it. And yeah. They they make the manager call me because of it, which I was like, ugh, fuck. And I, I I was horrible. So we were, but I did talk to them, and they were explaining that they had one single guy to do all the deliveries. And I was like, well, why don't you have any more employees? She's like, well, uh, we can't really pay him. Or she's like, we you know we can't really find anybody. I was like, well, what's the pay? And you know, it's dog shit. Yeah. And I was like, do you have any flexibility? To change that, or is it set by your management? Yeah. It's like, oh, every bit of that is management. And I was like, 
I was like, so they're setting you up to fail, yeah. and you have to make these phone because, calls. Because, right? yeah, I would say that she she has to make these phone calls, and those people... Because they think it's your problem. Yeah, and those people setting the pay are never going to hear about, you know... No. Never going to get verbally no. abused, never going to get berated by somebody, never going to get talked down to because they're not the ones fucking dealing with it. So, luckily, she called me after the pizza finally did arrive, so I had food in my stomach. So yeah, I was so you weren't, like, aggro? Cor- oh, I would have yeah. been shit. But I was very cordial, and, like, explaining to her, I'm like, you're kind of getting fucked over yeah, in this job. Yeah, 100% like, getting you know fucked I, over. I was like, this is bullshit, and it's not your fault at all. Yeah. And I was like, I appreciate you calling, and I'm like, but you shouldn't have to do this, you know? Yeah. And, but I'm like, I bet... Oh, not everybody hates no, those no, calls no, like no, that. No, 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 no. Yeah, I would say she's probably glad there's like a breath of fresh air. She wasn't getting fucking yelled at um, or something like that. Yeah, yeah obliterated, absolutely. verbally abused, and like that. And bro, you expect me to work some shitty ass nine dollars an hour job such to brutal job to to do like some of the most tiresome labor and then have people talk down to me like I'm fucking like they're fucking better than me? No, I'm not doing it. I'll, like, I'll die. I unironically think that a a like seasoned McDonald's employee who works at a busy like maybe college area yeah. McDonald's like they should get paid the same as like a fucking dude working in an oil a, yeah like yeah. that like they are doing insane labor really fast yeah. and like horrible conditions uh-huh. like, it, those kitchens are awful too. and I and I love people who are like well it's not that hard it's like then you go do it if you if you if you, Dude, how many burgers do you think yeah. you crank out in an hour? Yeah, and Less I, it, than this. Yeah. <laughs> and if you <laughs> think that there's such an issue with this happening, why don't you go start working there and change it because you have such an issue with, oh, it's not that hard, They blah, 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 blah. It's like that thing where people are like, oh, you want to get – like when I was fucking closed-minded, I was like, you want to get paid $15 an hour to flip a burger and this person who's an EMT only makes this much? And it's like, that's not the issue, though. The issue oh, is you're an yeah. EMT saving lives only getting paid $15 an hour. Like, that's a fucking... I don't even think it's that much. Yeah, I, it's like, dude, it's it, horrible. Dude, it's, that's another one that, like, when you... You, like as a kid, you're like, man, the guys in the ambulance—they're like some of the most important people on the planet. Yeah, yeah. You know? And they gotta be making big bucks like doctors, and they're like, no, they make like jan- no less than janitors. Yeah. Like horrible fucking. Which money. is fucking baffling. I my uh, shout out to everyone who works in the fucking fast food industry. Uh, you guys Real. are the backbones of America, especially like uh, <clears throat> Waffle House employees. Yeah, Waffle House employees. Those are frontline soldiers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Braver than any U.S. Marine. I'll fucking go More and record to say Waffle that. Waffle House employees have seen combat. Yeah, than than me. Those are factual <laughs> statements. Yeah, but shout out to fucking anyone in the medical profession. I can't. I couldn't. I'm sorry. I like. No. I just couldn't. Oh, like I couldn't. God. Like I. I might. I have such a such a big uh, hard on for people in the medical profession because I'm just like I think it's still cool. yeah you guys are really out here doing the fucking lord's work um, and but I yeah. went to the, uh, the I think it's called the Muter Museum in Philadelphia which is like just full of chopped up bodies and yeah. like all these medical oddities and stuff and I was getting like dizzy yeah. I was like this is horrible I like, think I, 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 Another I can't big, believe that people do yeah, that for like, a, long, a anyway. daily basis like I think working in like a mortuary would be different I think I could handle that, but like seeing, like I've saw I've seen some pretty fucked up shit, but still, like seeing it on a daily basis and like being an EMT and stuff, you're dealing with people in like the worst days of their life, and it's like every time taking yeah. on the emotional labor of processing that. Excuse me, and like helping people, and, and you know, helping people is a great thing, but I just dude, I can't. 
Oh, bro, I would EMTs not. get paid like hella out here. I was totally wrong. Did they really? Yeah, like in my in this town, they get like thirty twenty five to thirty an hour. No shit. That ain't bad. That's badass. That ain't bad. That's also, better than nothing. Shout out to like late stage care workers too. Them like. Oh, for real. Y'all the fucking real ones. That's another thing I couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't. Touch. I could. Bros, oh. I hear stories of people who work in that, and I'm just like, I like. I hope that's not me when I get older. I hope that like so no. I dude, I read this story. Holy shit. I read this story about a late stage care worker talking about one of their patients that had like this like fungal infection that there was like fungus grow like fungus growing in their mouth and like under their fingernails and stuff like that. And I was just like that's horrifying. Everything about Horrible. that and watching somebody go like that, bro, I couldn't. I like did yeah, bro. Fast food workers, late stage care, anyone in the medical professional backbones of America, y'all deserve uh, a, a more than livable wage. You deserve to live yeah. comfortably. Deserve to live be comfortably. able to, yeah, retire and, and shit if, like that. And if somebody is working a fast food job and makes more than you, they're not your fucking enemy. The enemy is the people that are paying you less for you know oh, the yeah. skilled profession that you have. So fucking take it uh, up with them. Same with uh, getting your student loan debt paid. Yeah, uh, yeah. Shout out to the fucking student loan recovery. Fucking. Yeah, I uh, gave fucking... three years of my life to the government, so I didn't have to deal with that. But uh, you know, I'm still happy for everybody that got their student loans, uh, you know, partially forgiven or how much, yeah. however much they got. I still have less than a thousand dollars left, but I did pay off sixteen grand of my own money, and then like that was in my debt. And then during school, I paid fifteen grand of money while I was working. Nice. And that's way too much money for school. That Fuck is bullshit. yeah, it is. Yes, that's it is. That's a bunch of bullshit. Is um, it the high school salaries, uh, like high school tuition, is like a product of the Reagan administration? High school? Oh, yeah, it like, is. Like, uh, like higher education uh, yeah. tuition costs? I mean, costs. the Republicans literally thought of like, especially because like, you got to think of like what the 60s, 70s era, like Berkeley, like all yeah. the technocrats and how influential they were in society. Like they literally viewed colleges as like manufacturers of the enemy. Yeah, and so they I, targeted them. I remember reading, I can't remember who it was. I think it was like one of Reagan's advisors that was like, oh, we need to be selective about who gets a higher education and this, yeah. that, and the other. And I'm just like, fucking evil people, bro. Evil, I mean, like evil. Dude, the same thing they're saying is basically like the whole reason we have the electoral college. Like the founding fathers had the exact same logic. Yeah. They were like, "Oh well, we gotta protect it from the dumb dumbs." Yeah, I'm like you, you fucks. fucking you idiots, bro. Fucking I, idiot. I just like it's baffling to me that like people can look at a system like that and be like, can be like, it's no, nothing's wrong. It's not broke. There's nothing fucking wrong with what what we're doing. Like nothing needs what? to be tweaked. Nothing needs to be changed. <sighs> Really gets me Who's, fired up. Oh, I know. I uh, also um, there was another Donald Trump terrorist attack, but it was pretty dumb. They like scaled a FBI fence and like threw a rock or something, and then they just arrested him. What really? Honestly. Yeah. Uh, let me. Find this. That's incredible. Yeah. A whole lot of I have to do this. I I'm trying it's to. Been, do what? Go oh, ahead. Oh, yeah, here it is. Here it is. It was in Chicago, yeah. They jumped the FBI field office fence in Chicago and 
rocks on it. And I'm like, dude, that is the what are you guys doing? Yeah, what what is your purpose? What is stupid idiot? What is your purpose of that? Like why what what did you gain from that? I don't understand. What did Donald Trump gain? Yeah. Do you think he did you do something for Donald Trump? He watched this and was like, Good for you, buddy. You did it. You smashed it. Keep fighting the fights, brother. Every black eye. There was a there was a uh, I was talking to one of my friends yesterday and she was talking about how her mom went down the QAnon rabbit hole and like passed away because of COVID because she refused to get the vaccine because of the QAnon conspiracy bullshit. And there was a, there was a show on Hulu. I forgot what it was called. It was kind of like their response to black mirror on Netflix. It was kind of like a series of like anthology or whatever, where each episode did not uh, correlate to the last one, but they were all their independent thing. And there was an episode called like the shadow people and um, in this episode, this kid is like, you know, living a shit life. Like his mom is sick. He can't he can't find a job to make her better. He can't pay for her medications. He's stealing food from work, loses his job. And he starts talking to these people online and they start telling him like and the way they do. It, it's really cool. He's not just at his computer talking to people like when he's talking to these people online, they're in the room with him. And, like, that's oh. how they have their conversation. They start, like, telling them, like, oh, these shadow people are the reason your life is bad. These shadow people are doing this, that, and the other, blah, 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 blah. And, like, they're the reason everything bad is happening to you. One of the shadow people have latched onto you. Oh, this congressman just gave a speech, and he said shadow seven times. It has to be, like, he has to know. Like, he has to be on our side. But it was a really, really good representation of, like, how someone goes down the 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 conspiracy right. rabbit hole of yeah, him being yeah. like a normal human being and like just being down in his luck and like having like parent parental issues and everything to see finding finding something to blame all his problems on and holding on to that and he like goes into like the extremist territory and stuff like that I cannot for the life of me remember the name of it but it is um really good like, uh who's going first this week i don't know who went first last time i know yours was longer you last time did. you went first last time oh so it's your turn to go first all right i'll go first okay uh do you unless you got any other updates uh no i mean if i do and download and like and yeah comment, subscribe download follow the insta um no if i have any other updates i'll uh interrupt you uh no i have not i will do that the email i did have we had a dm oh yeah we did yeah on the uh podcast uh instagram that was just a season idea which we need to talk about i forgot to talk to you about that and uh maybe we can incorporate it into this season even but i appreciated them doing that that was nice hell yeah i'm glad that somebody did that so Uh, keep doing that for us gang I like I I saw a Facebook status from one of my homies and he was like um he was like I can't believe I paid 400 something dollars for um Paramore tickets and I had actually just got hit up by Mammoth to do some promo stuff for free tickets to Paramore and I was like uh, I was like bro you should have just did what I did and get guest list spots uh, <laughs> he never responded uh we'll check the email at the end of the episode you can start there's there's like Uh, one or two here i'm covering the hyatt regency hotel disaster that i will tell what happened so i won't name it i got my sources from casey star npr i found an old nat geo uh documentary that was like 
from his or it was like the History Channel era, like two thousand and three. It was so of the time. I loved it. I specifically um, remember um, when we started this season. You were like, "We got to do like obscure disasters that no one's heard of, not like the Hyatt Hotel." And well, uh, we're gonna, we yeah. got to cover it. <laughs> this is where we're at. It's fair. We're on like uh, fucking what episode sixteen of this now, or something, or twelve of this yeah. content. So we're covering some of them. I know we've already done too many boats. We yeah, we gotta too many go ships. Yeah, we gotta we gotta chill out with the ships. I mean, really, I just end up looking at what we've covered, and I'm like, what feels like a different thing? Yeah, you know what I mean. That's fair. Anyway, um. Oh, yeah, I actually put that in my notes. I was covering something that wasn't a boat or a natural disaster. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this happened in Kansas City 41 years ago at the Hyatt Regency Hotel. Nice. And I, it was one of the first things that I, I thought of with this season, but it's really famous, and especially in engineering. If you're in engineering school, they'll prob- some professor will teach you about it. Like, he's the first one to mention it, like, yeah. three or four times, so... <laughs> It's uh, a pretty well covered thing because it, it was like, you know, we'll we'll get into why yeah, it's covered. Yeah. But uh, so this is late seventies when this whole thing is starting off, and America is off its post world high. Capitalism is our new god, which means unemployment is high, and inflation is high, and borrowing is high, and construction cro- projects all over the country are being rushed for as cheaply as possible. Um, Naturally. The in the midst of this, in nineteen seventy eight, construction begins for the new Hyatt Regency Hotel in Kansas City. And in capitalism's favorite fashion, the major construction project was fast tracked, which means that they were building the structure as they were finishing the plans for the structure. Which I didn't realize it was like that. I yeah. just figured they like worked at night or something. I didn't realize they were like, nah, just get it started. Yeah. We'll we'll figure that yeah, out. Yeah, we'll figure it out as we go along, as you do on most construction jobs. Of major sure, hotels. I mean, you'll get that on the big jobs. Yeah, you'll get that on the big jobs. <laughs> yeah, Following Proto, and you'll have that on the big jobs. Pod, or the new podcast sayings. Uh, so the Casey Star wrote an article about 20 years ago saying uh, specifically how many notable structures at the time were failing. In Connecticut, a massive arena's roof had collapsed. And in Kansas, the Kemper Arena's roof collapsed the year after, like right before these this project started. Damn. And at one point in the construction of the hotel itself, a 2,700-square-foot section, roughly the size of a tennis court, um, of the glass roof fell and because they installed some bolts for the roof beams wrong. They lost a whole huge section of the roof. A lot of roof collapses. A lot of roof collapses going on here. Um, So the engineering firm said, ah. You'll have that on the big jobs. (laughs) (laughs) And so they uh, just get started again. So uh, the entire building is finished in two years and opened officially on July 1st, 1980. So the big thing that that was like the drawing factor of this building was the lobby, uh, the atrium specifically. It had a big multi-story atrium with three elevated walkways. They were hanging from steel rods uh, from in the ceiling. The, they were pretty big walkways. They were about 120 feet long. They were 30 tons of concrete and glass. And the the fourth level walkway was like here, and the second was right above it. They were like on one long parallel thing. You okay. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's like hanging above it. And then the other one is in between. It's like askew. It's not related to those. So 
uh, a year later, the hotel's doing well. It's a pretty big draw. You know, it's the hotel that has the spinny restaurant on the top. Oh, really? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I think it's called the Sheridan now. Uh, but yeah, it's it's still there. But it was it was a big spot and doing well. And on July 17th, 1981, they were hosting a 1940s-style tea dance where everybody dressed up and danced to music. And I maybe drank tea. I didn't yeah, look into that part. <laughs> might just uh, nobody drinks tea around here. No, no. Listen, uh, sweet so, tea. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, over sixteen hundred people attended, and at seven o five p.m., the lobby's like full of people. Like it's it's pretty much shoulder to shoulder. Everybody's dancing. They've got people on the walkways and the, and filling the atrium, having a grand old time, drinking booze, partying, and when a loud crack. They were popping noise and then followed by a crack nice. uh, emits from the top floor of the walkway. And it, it draws a lot of people's attention because it sounds really weird and different. Um, and the walkway, the fourth floor walkway that has 20 people on it drops a few inches. Ooh, nope. And <laughs> some people, you know, interview with one of the survivors. He was like, we should get off of the bridge, yeah. which is a good idea. And unfortunately, it was only a few seconds before it fell Another sixty feet completely onto the second floor walkway. Damn! That had another forty people on it, and then both walkways smashed into the crowded lobby floor in a smash so loud that it could be felt at the restaurant on top of the building. Damn! As soon as I hear cracking and popping while I'm on something that is suspended I in the air, away. I'm gone, bro. I'm gone. I'm no, gone. thank you. No. Uh, so dozens of people are killed instantly because I mean it just can you it's so Dude, I, yeah. weird like I I like stuff like that I can, I can't imagine but I imagine it in like a movie setting of like you know theatrics but like in a real life scenario watching that happen I it's something I can only like conjure in my brain like, no in, like yeah. if I saw it in person it just like the, you know knowing that all those people were there. And then seeing that there's now 60 tons of steel there, yeah. like, and I don't think my brain could even gone. comprehend that they're all just yeah, flat dead. now, yeah. you know? Uh, so dozens are killed instantly and many more trapped under the rubble. The scene is chaos as people are running and fleeing and screaming and are injured seriously. Yeah. And there's also a thousand people dressed like it's the 1940s. <laughs> screaming in panic such a weird scene Fuck. and dozens of frantic calls uh start pouring into the police yeah a camera crew for a local news station was actually on the scene at the time and has footage of the incident immediately after because they were they were they had a little bit of footage before and then they were changing tapes right as it fell which i bet they were pissed about. oh yeah i can and, yeah, yeah i can imagine like oh. god damn it uh, but the, so they were there right away. So um, audio of a 911 call has someone telling the operator that a walkway fell on people, and the dispatcher asks how many people were injured, and the guy's like, "There must be like a hundred. It's just like, "Oh my yeah, fucking Jesus god!" Yeah, Jesus fuck. The operator just probably was like, "Nah, I can't." No I way. Can't yeah, that's not a real thing. thing. Um, one man who was standing with his partner standing in the lobby. The catwalks fell at his feet, showering him, showering him with debris, but otherwise not crushing him. Damn. He said the toes of his shoes were touching the catwalks. On Holy the floor. shit! Can you imagine he, the like no. the amount of luck that dude I fucking just my pain. yeah? <laughs> but also, he cannot find his partner. He has no. Oh sign. shit! That's not good. Uh, one man, Mark Williams 
uh, and I have a couple of people who are named because they were in the documentaries, and so I could actually like tell their stories a little bit. Most people did not want to tell their stories about this. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, yeah, pretty gruesome sign. Uh, so one man, Mark Williams, was getting a drink at the bar when the 65 tons of wreckage landed on him. His left leg stretched behind him to, behind his right Bro, ear. oh my god, that makes me <laughs> fucking, that makes me like... His right leg was Ugh. torn out of its socket and also behind his right Dude. Leg. So he, he has both of his legs. I would die. Kill me. I would rather backwards. you fucking murder me. It sounds god awful. Like, I Walter, how does oh, your pa- how does your brain even like fathom that pain? pain? Yeah, like, no, uh, no, yeah. they would they would just be like done. You know, my yeah. brain would be like, ah, we're checking you, out. You lost your legs. You don't have any legs. Anymore. Yeah, they're gone. Uh, so Walter Trueblood, or another survivor, was on the first floor flo- uh, walkway and woke up, or technically second floor, but the bottom. He woke up trapped under rubble, pressing directly against his chest with only room to move a single right arm. Damn. Um, at first, he couldn't locate his wife, Shirley, but after a little while, he does manage to hear her voice trapped in the rubble alive, only nice. a few meters away, which nice. is insane. Yeah, the, the, the likelihood... The likelihood. Oh, yeah. They both are like I alive. That seems inconceivable to me. Like you know, that's no. Dude, it doesn't make any. I mean, we get those all the yeah. We get those all the time with this season too. People who are in these disasters and survive, and it's like, like the human humans are so fragile. But holy shit, have they withstood some fucking serious, some serious damage. And pain. Yeah. Fucking unimaginable pain. Uh, so, KCTV, I found, like, an article that was written a few years ago by KCTV5. They reported the first KC police officer who arrived was 26 years old, and he arrived alone. His initial call that he had received and was responding to was that an elderly lady had fallen off of an escalator. Which is probably true. Yeah. But whoever called that one in definitely (laughs) undersold this scenario. He's like, oh, shit. He's like, this is not what I was prepared for. Uh, So he says, and this is a quote, when I went in, I saw a dead body right away. The rubble had flattened the body out. I could tell it was a woman because she had a dress on, which the way he phrases that is so awful. Fuck. Yeah, that's 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 just a dress. Oh. So uh, another quote, he says, there was uh, one gentleman who was underneath the rubble. He said, I need help. I need help. He was yelling. So, and he had his arm sticking out from the rubble. So my f- officer friend grabbed his hand and started to pull him out, and his arm just came off. Oh, my God. And my friend dropped it and walked out of the door. He actually never came back, and he never returned to the police department. Are you trying to feed them treats? What? She wants them? Oh, she threw up? Oh, okay. One of the fucking cats threw up. Fun. Yeah. Did you hear any of that? Yeah, I did. Yeah, his arm just fucking came off. Sorry, yeah. Um, I did. I, the trauma. The well, trauma. Did you hear what happened after? Wait, The wh- police officer. No, I'm sorry. After, he said he pulled the arm off, he dropped it, walked out of the door, never came back, never returned to the police station. No shit. Just quit. Dude. Forever. I want to say don't blame him. I, no, don't I blame I can't put any of that on him because like, and also people there are people there are people that were that are probably like, oh, you need to do your job, blah 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 blah. But like, 
No, I am I am super insane. critical of the police. Like, it, you yes. know, if if someone if there's a mass shooting happening in a school, don't fucking stand outside, run in there and do your job. But like, it just nothing, happened several times. It happened several times, but nothing can prepare you for like trying to save somebody and their arm coming off, and like you just standing there holding someone's severed arm. Like that's that you like kind of pulled off. You yeah, know? like it, that. Yeah, oh you pulled off. You, you said he was twenty six. Like, like the weight of one arm. Yeah. No, that was his friend. Oh, his so friend. I, I okay. Yeah, yeah. Was. I was about to say, still uh, though, dude. Fuck. I mean, that guy saw it happen, yeah. which is still horrifying that's insane i wonder if he like put the arm down or, and like you know did he i i'm like i think i would just be walking out i don't even drink alcohol i would take my fucking belt off, belt off. take my shirt off and just walk into a bar and just start uh, i would put hammer pound in the back the dude yeah I, I, dude. Was the I don't know back. how i don't know i that's that's fucking terrifying so emergency personnel did arrive quickly, uh, turning the entrance driveway into a triage treatment center. The wreckage is so plentiful and heavy that they don't really have enough equipment at all to deal with it, and a call goes out for help, and dozens of local co- companies volunteer to help with important equipment like torches and nice. uh, uh, compressors and cranes and shit Hell like yeah. that. Hell yeah. Unfortunately, uh, the walkway collapse also severed a bunch of... Um, like the water pipes for like the sprinklers, yeah, pouring hundreds of ga- gallons of water in per minute. Fuck, bro! <laughs> the water level on the floor is rising, threatening to drown the trapped. The pe- yeah, I was saying, I can imagine the people under that are like now crushed by all this debris, and then they start like water slowly filling up dude no and i forgot to mention that mark williams with his legs behind his head is a uh, face down oh god <laughs> I just can't win <laughs> jesus so he, he had a line in the documentary he said i'm at the highest point in kansas city and i'm gonna drown like he, dude yeah that's fucking <laughs> jesus it's fucking insane and rescuers can't stop the flow but they realize that the front doors are damming the water in so they order bulldozers to smash in the front hell entrance. yeah hell this lets yeah. the water escape and our boy mark does not drown thank you face good down thank god half. bro uh, after be, uh, two hours of being trapped, uh, rescuers get close enough to the True Bloods, that couple I mentioned earlier, yeah. for them to start like shouting for their attention. What a badass um, last name. Oh, it is really fucking cool. sick, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I actually I actually paused and rewound because I was like, did I hear that yeah. right? Is really the True Bloods? Uh, the workers have to fasten cables around the steel beam on top of Shirley to lift it with a crane, which is something so heavy. You have to pick up where the crane is on top of her and body. And you survived that. Like, how? Like, uh, She tells one of them that she's like, I-, I feel like I'm about to faint. Would that be bad? And they're like, don't yeah, stay faint awake. right now. Stay awake. Please. Yeah. Um, she doesn't faint, and they do manage to rescue her. Uh, Walter is also pulled out, screaming in agony. Oh, I can imagine. Uh, meanwhile, Mark is still trapped, and they are jackhammering the beam on top of his body. Oh, He's trying to vibrating scream for their... through your yes. <laughs> He's trying to scream for their attention, but they can't hear him because it's a jackhammer, yeah. a legendarily famously loud. Loud, thing. yeah. Um. So after surviving sixty-five tons of steel and nearly drowning, they are. He's eventually about to, potentially about to be killed by a jackhammer Jesus through his body. Fucking Christ! But truly, the horrors of a saw movie. Yeah. Um, at one point, the jackhammer breaks through the rubble above him and goes between his legs like it's i'm like bro stop horror movie yeah. horror movie. chill out dog stop uh so at 
the they uh, Mark just accepts his oncoming death because he's like they're gonna just plunge this into my skull. Like it's all over. the bad things are happening to this man right now. Like, but he is still screaming, and uh, at one point in where they're breaking into Jack Hammer, they do hear his screams and don't smash him in with a uh, jackhammer. And after good. nine hours of being trapped under that rubble, he is the last survivor removed from the rubble with his body. Bent in half backwards. Uh, just he's rushed it. to the hospital with a broken back and failing kidneys for emergency surgery. Fuck. So, in total, 114 people were killed and over 200 injured, making it the deadliest structural failure in American history until, uh, what is it? I forget. I promise not to forget 9 11. 9 11. I forget. Yeah, that's a good bit. I like that. <laughs> An investigation starts with the Natural, National Bureau of Standards, which is the scientific investigation unit for the U.S. Uh, immediately after. Was, was there any follow up on what injuries those three people you mentioned sustained like was there like was he paralyzed for like the rest of his life or like i'm gonna get to that okay cool. i have a i have a post investigation okay follow-up cool. what happens to everybody so um the national the nbs has this investigation unit but their investigation is going to take months and so the news needs its juicy bits yeah, sooner of course, so of the course. KC star the local newspaper paid a structural engineer to conduct their own private investigation after a few days, uh, they, the construction crew, or not the construction crew, the like emergency management crews responsible for the building, allow the local news into the ruined atrium, and the private investigator was one of the people involved. Okay. But they are only allowed to view the wreckage from a hundred feet away, which I think is kind of fair because it's probably like full of blood yeah. and body. Yeah, that's and, true. Like, oh, I forgot to mention it. I put it in a weird part of my notes. While they were, um rescuing people they had to cut their limbs off there oh. were some people who had to have their arms or legs emergency amputated to get them out from under a beam other people to get to them they had to dismember the bodies that were in the way oh my god to, to bro. clear them out yeah what like, was weren't we we talked about something where there was like it was kind of the same scenario. They had to dismember bodies to get to other people. I I can't remember what we were talking about. What was that I one? feel like it was I, – I cannot for the life of me remember. What it, I, it had to be like a collapse of some sorts because, I mean, what yeah. else would require you to do that? But I do remember uh, us briefly mentioning it. We'll we'll remember once we're yeah, done. Yeah, I'll talk I'll about it in the next out. podcast episode. Maybe – I wonder if that was maybe – are you thinking of the Indianapolis – no, not really. Like that was the sinking of the ship with all the shark attacks. Oh yeah, no, because I, I, that was another dude, boat one. God damn! I cannot. Yeah, fucking boats, dude. <laughs> I cannot remember at all what that. I do remember you. I think you covered it. It was mentioning something about them having to cut off, or maybe I'm thinking of like they had to cut off Brian Wells's head to get. Oh, something. I bet it is that. Was it that? Yeah. yeah. They, get the, they didn't want to ruin the collar, yeah. so they chopped his head off. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, that, that might have been it. Yeah. That was a really fucked, fucked up thing yeah, to do. Yeah, fucked. Take the whole body, you asshole. Like, oh, my God. I'm like, dude, cut. You got to cut it. You can't cut yeah, someone's head. Cut, this, cut this man's head off. Like, it's a human being, After dog. you just fucking die. Yeah, yeah, you basically killed him. Oh, what so, a horrible story. Um, anyway, so the... They, they can't, yeah, they're not allowed to get too close to the wreckage, but the 
a private investigator brought a photographer with a fat lens, and he took a bunch of pics of the wreckage so that they could use that to work out the design. They could, while they were there, still see the support rods for the bridge hanging from the ceiling, which allows him to deduce that the failure was at the connection points for the bridge, because the rods didn't fail from the roof, they're still yeah. there. Um, he can't get any closer, but he does try to get the blueprints from the city hall to get more info, but they say that the prints are being cataloged, so he just can't, which I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, what, but then I remembered, this is the 80s. Oh, this, yeah. This, yeah, so they actually had to, like, yeah, that, do stuff. They didn't, like, sense. computer at all. Upload them and they're good. The NBS people, after a few days, finally arrived to start the investigation and did not know, they find out when they get there, that the lobby is cleared out. They took all of the wreckage out. Really? All of the wreckage and evidence had been removed and put in a warehouse, which is pretty fucking weird. And they have to petition the court for access to the wreckage, which I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, really? what? that makes no what possible excuse could you have is so the is this the independent investigators or is this this nbs is the national bureau of standards okay cool 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 yeah so they're the ones who had to petition the court that's fucking insane i was like how is that i i could they when i was reading about it it wasn't played up like a suspicious thing yeah so i was like i wonder if that was like some weird miscommunication like we don't know who was responsible for doing it it wasn't gone into as like super nefarious but i thought it was really weird i didn't understand i mean how many um how many days like how much time had gone by before three days or like four or five days actually it was like five days um i wonder so, if, i don't know i wonder if it was like a thing where it's like okay we have bodies still under here we need to I, well not if they moved it they got all the bodies out before they moved it. Oh, okay. It would be then. insane. If yeah, they yeah. Moving. That's what I was like. Like, like, what the fuck, bro? Shit. Uh, so uh, they have to petition the court, and they start talking to witnesses in the meantime for information. Some people, they, like, initially an allegation went out that the walkways were overcrowded, and the dancing people added too much stress to the walkways, and that, like, Mythbuster-style harmonic bro, bullshit. Yeah, get out of here. And, and they were, like, the actual calculations of the walkways for, like, were for, like, if you've packed every person in from end to end, and it would be like 600 people total, and there definitely weren't 600 yeah, no. people in there. So that was immediately negated. Uh, they used the footage from the local news crew to do that, and they figure out that there's like 23 people on the top and 40 people on the bottom, so not 1,200 yeah, at no. Um, the private investigator, meanwhile, finally does get access to the blueprints and figures out that the design of the walkway was not what the actual plan was, like what the actual implementation was, because he got this pictures developed and saw that the connection, the way the beams were connected to the rods was different than what the blueprints from the architects said. So basically the uh, rods were supposed to reach from the very ceiling all the way to the bottom walkway, and so the rods were supposed to hold all of the weight of the walkway, but... Um, they weren't supposed to be connected to the channels because it was supposed to be like two C channels and yeah. they're supposed to be back to back and threaded in between it. But he put them front to front oh. and uh, had it just threaded at the ends. And um, so it was only connected. They had them like welded together. So it was only held together by like basically the welded part of the two channels touching Jesus. instead of 
the full yeah exactly instead yeah. of the full bath of them. he's like just slap some jb weld on that shit and it's good to go oh dude. i mean yeah. almost the equivalent yeah uh, and literally the whole reason they did that is because the only way to make it work from top to bottom would be to thread the whole bar and american construction companies are so lazy and shitty they're like it'd be too hard to line it all up so <laughs> yeah. it won't work like that it won't work uh so they redesigned it so um once he got the pictures back, he could see at right where at the ends of the beams because they got a perfect picture of the end of a beam that had fallen. Oh, really? And they could see that like how it had failed, that it had pulled a bolt through the two uh, through the weld. So he publishes this information in the Kansas City Star before the NBS actually gets access to the wreckage. Oh. A total of twelve days after the disaster. Jesus so he's Christ! Pretty fast. Yeah, um, that's so crazy. All- that, oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah, that's so crazy that they had a court get a court. I, I like I think what I was saying about the wreckage being moved so quickly, like um like I wonder if they did that because there were still bodies under it, so they had to move the wreckage to get that's those what bodies. I was yeah. Um, yeah, I wanted to make that clear because I I don't think our I think oh, our wire, yeah. I think our wires got crossed the last time I mentioned. No, but yeah, I, that, I totally think. I that mean, makes you can't. Sense. I mean, you can't just leave a decomposing corpse under a bunch of no, wreckage. Yeah, like, I mean, and you can't like just pick it up and move it around yeah. in the building. Yeah. It's got to get out of there. Yeah, yeah I, that's a good point. Um. But anyway, so on all six connections of the beams, the welded together portions where the bolts were on the connecting rods had failed. They the Damn. connecting rods the so like it was a rod through the beam and then a bolt, and the bolts had pulled through every single one on the beams, um, confirming. And this was the, what the NBS confirmed uh, after like uh, they started their investigation. So the private investigator yeah he was on it. Right, he was fucking dude. That, what was the did the did you say the private investigator's name? I didn't, and I normally don't because I always worry that if I use names, it'll be harder to follow. That's fair. So, That's understandable. You know what I, yeah. I figure with yeah. my titles are easy to no, remember. I get that. I get that. Um, but uh, oh, let me where? Oh yeah. So the NBS, meanwhile, recreated the beams exactly, and then they weighed every scrap of the bridge that had collapsed and subjected the beams to the similar loads. Unloaded the beams bowed visibly in less than one minute damn like so basically the equivalent of an empty walkway caused the beams to shift immediately which is not how structural yeah. steel should work. No. uh and then with the weight of the people added the beam failed obviously at one third of what the code required so Jeez. it was about yeah i saw a d- bunch of different estimates but i think it was about 30 percent of what it was supposed to be damn that's fucking the 10 month investigation it took a total 10 months and concluded the above and the american society of civil engineers in missouri uh st- the state started investigations for why this happened like what, what caused this yeah. in the first place yeah and like i said before it turned the construction crew had told the engineering firm the design was too hard to build so the firm dce so i named them because i always make sure yeah change uh, DCE submitted a replacement design, and it was discovered in the investigations after that there had been zero calculations done uh, before the new design had been sent. Jack Gillum, the head engineer of DCE, says that that is the construction crew's job. And I was like, what? Dude, no. No. What? <laughs> <laughs> no. Not at all. Uh, so they disagreed with that allegation. Um 
GCE in the building of the initial construction had checked the roof connections alone after the roof had failed initially. Yeah. And uh, but nobody, neither the construction firm nor the engineering firm, checked the uh, walkway itself. So, and that's that alone could have stopped everything. Yeah. By yeah. the time they had been built, they had they had already like been stressed, so you could see that they had were failing. Right. Damn, away. that's fucked. But I also think that in the shady 80s, people call it that. Did I just make that up? I don't know. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> yeah. uh, in the shady 80s, I could have easily seen someone been like, ah. Yeah. Yeah, it's all you right. You get that on the big yeah, jobs. Yeah, you get that so. on the big jobs. You'll have that on the uh, big jobs. So um, five years of litigations later, after the initial disaster, Missouri revokes the license of the firm and does not allow them to operate and holds GCE responsible for the collapse. And uh, ASCE, the American Society of Civil Engineers, suspended Gillum from operating in the state of oh, Missouri. No but just in the state of Missouri, but I'm also – you have to do it for each state yeah. that you want to be in. And also no one's going to hire you. Yeah, You're the most famous no. failed yeah. engineer of all time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so the city moving forward required all load-bearing calcs to be re- reviewed by a city engineer. The ASCE made it clear that engineers themselves are responsible for the calcs, not the firms um, – or not the construction yeah. firms. So they're like, you put your name on it. It's your yeah, fucking. Yeah, it's your problem. fucking. You are liable now. The police department started offering mental health services to its officers moving forward, as many officers quit after responding to the scene. They yeah, had, uh, quite a few uh, walkaways after that. <laughs> That's fair. That's understandable. Don't blame, Don't blame them at all. Don't blame Do them. Do not blame them at all. I mean, it's awful that the like to work as a police officer and they didn't offer mental health yeah, support. That I too. mean, in any job at all, but especially the police. But also, like after that, like give me fucking therapy. Give I wonder. Therapy. I wonder what the official numbers of like the how many of them walked off after that. That, that saw it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I know. I really do. Like, this is like got to be one of the most harrowing things yeah. to see in person fucking ever. traumatizing uh the hyatt regency paid 140 million dollars uh in damages to the victims families nice. which ends up working out to over like a million per victim that died but there was like 200 people injured it didn't sound like a lot of money That's, yeah i don't know i don't know uh, but i mean i guess some people's injuries don't need millions of dollars to but every person who was there needs therapy. Yeah, so oh, 100%. Yeah. Every every human being that had to see that. Um, the hall, the, they redesigned the atrium. Oh, it yeah. <laughs> you and they say. opted for one single walkway on columns resting sturdily on yeah. the ground. <laughs> uh, so the you asked about the people before. Yeah. The, Mark and Shirley actually weren't injured too horribly. Was it? Oh, not Mark and Shirley. It was the True Blood. Shirley and what was that other guy's name? He lost it. Her husband, Walter. Yeah. Um, they weren't injured horribly. They had some physical therapy, you know, a hospital stay. Yeah. Um, Walter, or not Walter, our boy Mark, had a horrible <sighs> fucking Fuck, problem. Fuck, bro. I can and, imagine. So he got brought to the hospital, and he said, he was like, oh, man, I'm, like, when they were, like, going to put him under anesthesia, he was like, am I going to be able to hunt this season? Like, he said something about yeah. making the duck hunt that season. 
So after two months of uh, intense physical therapy, after a bunch of surgeries, his physical therapist carried him on his back to the duck blind. Oh no shit! To the duck blind <laughs> to hunt that season, and then after a few months more, he was eventually able to walk unassisted. Damn! So he, I cannot believe. Dude, yeah, life. I thought he was going to be paralyzed for life. I bro. thought they just cut him off. Yeah, like, I'm like, nah, you're yeah, fucked. You're fucking you're fucked. done, done, skis, bro. Gone. That's crazy. But no, yeah, he actually ended up walking, and I was, I was like, man, that physical therapist, what a dude, what, yeah, what a fucking Poor G lady, yeah, yeah, a G, exactly, I absolutely yeah, carried him to like, the duck blind, dude. That's really nice. That's I incredible. thought that was a cool part. What a of the nice story. guy. What a or but, lady. Uh, sad that a uh, hundred and fourteen people yeah, died. Yeah, no, uh, one dude couldn't even bother to just do his yeah shit to to do the job that he was hired for, and then blame it on somebody else. But it did implement a lot of positive changes. So I mean, that's it, how America works. I was saying, if there's any change with blood, if there's anything we've learned on this this these seasons, it's that America will not put in any safety features unless someone dies. Unless like a lot of people yeah. die. Yeah, <laughs> like you said, paid in blood. Yeah. Uh, so that was a higher agency. Nice. Hell yeah. That's a fucking. I've I've always like. I've listened to like podcasts about that story, but I've never like looked into it into it. So, um, and I found stuff that wasn't mentioned in a lot of the like more popular coverage, like that police officer story. Yeah, I've never, I've never heard of that. a lot. No, uh, no, that was really. That's, gruesome. Yeah. I mean, he said he didn't talk about it for years after. Shit, I can imagine. And some, of the, I didn't. You know, I don't know. Like, there were so many victims, and it's kind of hard to just like talk about what happened to all yeah. the victims, but. It was really sad. Like, one 17-year-old lost, like, both of his parents to that Damn, that fucking... Uh, It's just, you know, an unimaginable fucking weird disaster. Uh, I asked my dad about it, because he was alive at NKC at the time. And he was in the police academy and had friends who had to respond to it, but he didn't really have that much info. Oh, yeah. But he mentioned... I was texting my dad about it, because I was like, I don't want to get on the phone. Yeah. And it was being such a fucking boomer on the phone <laughs> but he, he told us about one of our uh family friends he's like he was there he had a friend there who was there with their wife and i was like okay, okay. <laughs> what happened and he said oh his friend got a settlement and i think he drank it away damn I don't, I don't jesus know what <laughs> i got nothing valuable out of that story god damn and he drank but, it away I was like, did his wife live? What happened? Yeah, what? what? I don't. Give whatever. me the deets. What? Oh, damn. Um, so, so uh, yeah, that's pretty, that's good. pretty good job. Fucking tragic. Yeah, that yeah, is ridiculous. Um, well, what do you got? Didn't you see somebody's burning in a fire today? So, I'm covering the Cleveland Clinic fire of 1929. Um, and I realized that Google Docs has a, a fucking speech to text option. So I was using that to make it because, like, I, my fucking nail appointment has been pushed back like two or three times already because my nail tech has had to go to the doctor. So my nails are super grown out, and it's so hard to do any typing with them. So I was fucking going off. I pro I proofread as much as I could, but I might uh, stumble here. Maybe I think I think I'll be okay though. I think we'll be alright. I believe in you. I believe. So the Cleveland Clinic is a uh, nonprofit Ohio corporation. It was founded. In 1921, by four physicians, George Washington Cryle, William Edgar Lower, Lower, sorry, Lower, and Frank Frank Emroy Bunce and John Phillips, um, 
And on Wednesday, May 5th... Well, night- John Phillips didn't have a middle name? Dude, no. <laughs> Sounds like a loser. Dude, yeah. You know you weren't Everybody cool if you didn't amazing. have three names in the 20s. <laughs> um, so on Wednesday, May 15th, 1929, the four-story clinic was uh, absolutely bussing with nurses, doctors, employees, and patients. And even though it was a nonprofit, it was still a full-service medical facility uh, they had x-rays, surgeries, uh, all the other medical practices you would find in your run-of-the-mill hospital. Shit wasn't like some fucking urgent care where they like slapped a Band-Aid and gave you ibuprofen and told you to fuck off. Um, so a steam leak a steam leak had been discovered in the building's <coughs> basement, and the basement at the time was being used to store the clinic's x-ray film records. And Ooh. it was estimated that about that the base yeah that the basement contained anywhere from forty two hundred to ten thousand pounds of X ray film, so oh, that might not sound like such a big deal. But one thing you need to know is that back in the old dizzy, the only commercially available film you could buy was nitrate film, and yeah. nitrate film I've became glorious bastards. Yeah, so. we've all seen Inglorious Bastards. <laughs> So, um, nitrate film became available to the medical and movie industry thanks to Eastman Kodak, uh, Hannibal Goodwin, and John Carbutt. Uh, his name is spelled <laughs> yeah, his name is spelled C A R B U T T. John Carbutt, dude. <laughs> he was always so bummed when cars dude, got in. Oh, I know. He's like, God damn it. Um, but, uh, so Mr. Kodak was the one that put the film stock up for public sale in 1889. Um, so nitrate film was created by using nitro uh, nitrocellulose, uh, which is base it's gun cotton, uh, and that is the first replacement propellant for gunpowder and firearms. So it was uh, you want me for to beat your what? Dick off? What is happening right now? I'll beat your dick off with both hands. What's what? up? Let's go. So I oh my god I. I know the pot the podcast is gonna the it's gonna go on the podcast because they're gonna hear that. Oh, since okay. I have, did you hear that? No. No. So when I have I have Streamlabs up recording this, and I forgot to turn off my alert box. I need to create a a, a scene strictly for us recording the podcast, but I forgot to turn off my alert box. So every time someone follows me on Twitch, the scene from Twenty One Jump Street where he's like. Hey, you want to beat your dick off? I'll beat your dick off with both hands. What's up? It plays that, and someone just followed me on Twitch, and it and it, <laughs> it played over the podcast board. So that's going to be in the podcast episode. Um, so uh, blah, blah, blah. Well, what was I saying? Uh, so nitrate film was created by with gun cotton, basically. So basically at this point in time, there is a or anywhere around 10,000 pounds of highly flammable. Uh, there's a 10,000-pound highly flammable and a highly toxic warhead sitting in this clinic's basement. Uh, so the steam fitter begins. 20s are so wild. Dude, I know. You could just fucking do anything there. No Almost one gave a shit. was on the knife's edge Dude. <laughs> every day. And I'm just, I'm absolutely baffled that like, that like we're still here. Like, <laughs> like we didn't blow we up. It. Yeah, we somehow yeah. made it this far because people just didn't it. give a shit. You gotta give us credit. Like, at least we seem to learn some lessons yeah, over yeah. the years. Uh, again, paid for it in blood, though, because, like, yeah. if yeah. someone didn't die, there wasn't a regulation gonna get changed. <laughs> so, um, so the steam fitter begins repairing the supposed steam leak at around 9 a.m. He strips some of the insulation off the steam pipes, and he leaves the building to turn off the steam 
to allow the pipes to cool down sufficiently so that he can repair the leak safely. Something about that makes me think you should have done that in the start, turned off the steam to begin with, then went around and did your thing, but who the fuck knows? Maybe, well, it's probably easier to see the leaks with the steam on. Yeah, you're, yeah, true, true. I'm not a steam I mean, fitter, so I don't they're know. They're not going to do anything. Look, this isn't about doing it safe. Yeah. It's about getting the job done This fast. is the 20s, baby. You yeah. cut as many quarters as you can and call it good. Um, so... He leaves the building, turns the steam off to allow the pipes to cool down so he can repair it safely. So a few hours later, around 11 a.m., he returns to the X-ray storage room and encounters this, like, noxious cloud of yellowish-brown gas and, like, smoke. So one thing I forgot to mention um, is that when nitrate film is lit on fire, it creates a deadly poisonous gas, which is a super cool for everyone involved. I didn't know that. Yeah, it, yeah <laughs> it's, like, super poisonous. Um, what is it? Uh, I don't. I think I wrote it down. If I didn't write it down somewhere, I'll, I'll look it up real quick. I'm pretty sure I have it written down. Um, so this poison oh, it's is probably like sulfuric. Yeah. Gas well, yeah. Cause that, I mean, that's how you make part of nitri nitrate film. Uh, so the poisonous gas is a result of a fire breaking out in the storage room. So the repairman attempts to get the fire under control, but he is hit with this noxious gas. And unfortunately for him, nitrate film will continue to burn even if it's been doused in water, sometimes burning yeah. even hotter than before. So uh, his futile attempts to extinguish the fire do not work. And then there is a small explosion, which is the first of several, and it literally <laughs> blasts him out of the room. He fucking just oh, flies out of the room. Just, that's only some of the stuff yeah, exploding? Yeah, yeah. Um, dude, that exploded like dynamite. Dude, yeah, no, it's crazy. Oh, wow. It is insane. So the maintenance oh, man working God. in the the maintenance there's another maintenance ma oh my god maintenance man working in the basement's mechanical room kind of next to where the steam the the storage was and him and the other in the steam fitter guy they start trying to warn other people that's like some serious shit is happening and everyone needs to leave so um this explosion that happened it ends up forcing this poisonous gas up through the air vents and into the ductwork and thanks to somebody keeping the stairway open with a foot latch uh all the stairways start filling with this gas. Um, oh, so God. as the deadly oh, gas nitrogen dioxide. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, ha I think I have like, I think I have the toxicology report of the bodies that tells you what oh, they nice. were hit with. Okay, okay. Um, so as the deadly gas spreads throughout the, uh, building, Doctors, nurses, and faculties, pa faculty patients, they just begin dropping like flies. Some will inhale the gas and then immediately just down and other people Holy will will shit. kind of see what's happening and try to make a run for it, and then but they they don't get far. They just collapse. Wait, on the, the maintenance floor. guy who got blown away managed to get up and tell people about this. Well, they tried to. Um, they were they were trying to get up and tell people about it, but then the stair. From what I understood, the stairway started filling with uh, poisonous oh, so gas and stuff like that. Yeah, no, he wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't able to get there. Oh. Time. I forgot oh, okay. to mention I got my sources from Wikipedia and ClevelandHistorical.org. Um, but anyway, so, uh, blah, 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 collapsing on the floor. I can only, like, I can only fucking imagine that this was, like, a scene straight out of a horror movie because they would inhale so this. Fast. Dude, yeah, they would inhale this poisonous gas. Their face would turn, like, a yellowish-brown color as they're suffocating. Within minutes, they would just die. 
and which sounds fucking horrifying. And like there's a fire yeah. and you heard like powerful explosions like yeah. And it's Dude, a it's, hospital. I can and I don't understand like what you what you would think is happening either. Like I no, you yeah, I couldn't even fathom I, like what yeah. scenario that would happen. Like if I there's plenty of places where I'd be like, "Oh, an explosion is happening here. I know what explosion that was." Yeah. But this, I, like, you're in a hospital. That's insane. Yeah. You're like, why is there explosions? This is what where I would go if an explosion happened, is the hospital. Like, It says that uh, nitrate film becomes unstable and decomposes so, and gives off the gases at, at only 38 degrees Celsius. Jesus Christ. So, like, dude, the yeah. hot steam room <laughs> yeah. would be hot enough oh, yeah. to create... Oh, my God. So, um, as the poisonous gas continues to fill the building, around 11.30 a.m., a second more powerful explosion rings from inside. The explosion had practically almost blown the entire roof off of the clinic, uh, and it also pushed oh. more toxic gas through the air ducts. That makes um, sense. Yeah, so, but this explosion, though, is a kind of a bittersweet blessing as it... Um, it had blown the giant skylight on the roof open, which allowed the toxic gas to start to escape and dissipate. But even with the toxic gas being able to dissipate, people were still attempting to go into these stairwells and would just drop and die. Jesus. Um, so shortly after the second explosion, the first alarm reaches the fire department. So the responding fire company gets there and looks at what's happening is like, holy crap on a shit sandwich. This is way too much for us to handle. So they call in other fire units to battle this fire. And they're trying to like look into the building and see if they can find out where the fire is coming from. But the toxic, toxic gas has like obscured all the windows in this like yellowish Brown, like film. Um, so firefighters are attempting to extinguish this nitrate film fire in the basement. They finally find out where it's coming from. Excuse me. But like I said prior, nitrate film doesn't always extinguish when you douse it with water, and sometimes it gets hotter, so they're kind of like just feeding this fire and creating more toxic gas, uh, even with it dissipating through the skylight, but it's still being pumped into the building. It's 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 not easily going through that skylight. It's just still, you know, it's, what am I trying to say? Not pumping out fast enough. Uh, yeah, to, yeah. Yeah, so by one... It's just like accumulating. Yeah, yeah. So by one fifteen. PM, the fire was extinguished and the building was empty. Uh, so a they emptied out everybody. They got everybody they needed to out. Um, so later, a chemical analysis suggested that the victims, uh, the, the victims had fucking died from. So, oh my god, I'm like stumbling over my words. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> A chemical analysis would later say that the victims had uh, Fisgen. I don't know if I'm saying that right. P-H-I-S-G-E-N-E. Um, Fisgen, Fisgen. They had that carbon monoxide, nitric oxide, and methyl chloride in their system. H-O or P-H-I? Oh. I think it would be a gene sound. Like Fis- Fisgen? P- I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be an O, my dude. Is it? Yeah, I, there's, it won't give me any... No, Fosgene, I would Fosgene. think. Fosgene, uh, well, maybe I mistyped with these... Yeah, that one's going to be a typo. Yeah, fuck me. All right, well, they had the, the, the that the victims' bodies had held Fosgene, carbon, carbon monoxide, nitric, nitric oxide, and methyl oh, chloride. So there that, were, that Fosgene gas is was used as a... A chemical weapon in World so War I. So I thought... I didn't look that up, but I was almost certain that this 
had created some kind of like mustard gas or some shit that was just not was bad news bears. And I was almost certain they used the same kind of gas in one of the world wars, but I couldn't remember which one. Yeah. And I didn't look it up to confirm. And so that's why I didn't say it, but yeah, that makes sense. Um, so there were about 92 non fatal injuries in this incident. Uh, but out of the sum of tw- 250 people that were in the building that day, 123 of them died. Uh, Whoa! Yeah. Almost exactly. Dude, yeah. Half. Fucking crazy, right? That's crazy. That's pretty bad. Yeah, not oh great. That, and so when I was doing this, I was like, I don't know how like disastrous this is going to be. And then I read the death count, and then I read how many people were in the building, and I was like, fuck, that's like that's a horrible. lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So despite the heavy loss of life, firefighters estimated that property damage was only around. $50,000, which would equate to around... Well, thank God for that. Yeah, thank God. Which would equate to around $800,021. Um, so, obviously, there was an investigation. Wow, so it was really like the gas. It was the gas, yeah. The, the fire wasn't even really the issue. It was strictly the gas. I mean, the explosion seemed like a bigger deal, yeah. I would have thought. I don't but know, I maybe not. the buildings in the 20s were just built different, so like they withstood, they yeah, withstood some fucking forceful explosion. Um, so regardless, an investigation was obviously held, um, and they were trying to figure out what had exactly caused this fire, and there are three theories that were proposed. One being that the steam leak, steam leak had caused the temperatures in the basement to rise, and it caused the film to destabilize, which is likely. Uh, the other being that some of the film had inadvertently made contact with a bare light bulb, and since we're talking about the 20s, uh, the last theory was that someone had discarded a cigarette in the basement that wasn't completely extinguished. Um, Just straight into a pile. Yeah, of straight into, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Very 20s. Uh, that's the most yeah. 20s thing that could have happened. Um, I mean, I bet it feels like the first one and then the third one. Yeah, you know? that's what I was thinking. Like, a bare light bulb, I don't see up. it. Yeah. Someone, yeah, someone just flicked a th- thing in there. It was full of gas and just it, Yeah, because it's burned. not like the common person knew that, um, that this film no. was, like, flammable or, like, highly fucking flammable. So, regardless, though, the, they said all three of those were plausible. Uh, all three of those were plausible reasonings for this fire to happen. Uh, regardless, though, an, an investigation found that the Cleveland Clinic was not at fault for the fire. Nonetheless, though, uh, that this disaster was responsible for influencing significant changes into the firefighting techniques uh, the city of Cleveland Ooh. went through. So I actually issued gas masks to all of their fire departments and oh, proposed the creation of a city ambulance service, um, which is fucking oh, wild. Yeah, no shit. So on a national level, this fire prompted medical facilities to establish higher and better standards for the storage of nitrate film and other hazardous Good material. Idea. Stop Good keeping idea. it in the fucking basement. Yeah, um, so, next to the open fire. Yeah, right. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> so that is the Cleveland Clinic fire of 1929. Uh, but there is another incident I do want to talk about that I thought was really interesting, but it didn't really fit into our catastrophes and like disasters. There was like some some um, overlap. Well, there it's there. This one I'm going to talk about real quick. It's like. There are some bad things that happen, but they're not, like, significant or anything like that. Like, no, nobody died. But I thought it was super fucking interesting, and uh, I feel like, you know, it's kind of also one of those things where we were, like, when we talked about, like, the cult that we missed and going back on the cult seasons, we missed this uh-huh. as well when it came to the space season. 
Um, oh. I'm, ta- I'm going to tell you real quick about the Carrington event. Um, so, I don't know, have you ever heard about the Carrington event? No, I don't think so. So, um, the Carrington event was one of the most intense geometric storms to ever be recorded in history. Um, so oh, it, geo- geometric? Oh, wait, no, yeah, sorry, hold on one sec. Geomagnetic. Yeah, that's what I meant, geomagnetic. There's that yeah. fucking speech-to-text, dude. Yeah. yeah that's what got me. Because <laughs> I read that word, it, uh, I read that word, and I was like, that's not right. Uh, that's not right at all. Uh, yeah, but one of the most geomagnetic storm, most intense geomagnetic storms that happened in recorded history, and it peaked around the first and the second of September in 1859 during what is known as Solar Flare Cycle 10. Uh, it was insane, and it created auroral displays that were reported all around the world. So it also caused, um, when this happened, it caused sparking and even fires and mul- at multiple telegraph stations. Um, and the geomagnetic storm was most likely the result of a coronal mass injection or a CME from the sun colliding with earth's uh, magnetosphere. It was, uh, associated with a very bright solar flare on the 1st of September in 1859. And that was observed and recorded independently by British astronomers, Richard Carrington and Richard Hodgson. Uh, so, which was like the first records of a solar, solar flare, uh, which is fucking wild. Uh, so it is cool. just to put it in perspective, a geomagnetic storm the size of this magnitude, if that occurred today, it would cause widespread electrical disruptions, blackouts, and damage due to uh, extended outages of like power Dude, grids and stuff. It'd start our shit over. Yeah, it would fuck everything up. It would. I, I, it would do what I Y2K of, was supposed to do. I mean, almost. Yeah, I read a lot of like engineering papers and stuff, especially about like end of times yeah oh yeah grim and i i've read about like how how there's kind of been an initiative for more of a like a hardening of just basic infrastructure against against this stuff but like also against like nuclear war or or similar weapons and stuff like yeah there are there are some recent tech about like making non-nuclear emps but yeah i mean there is a lot of concern about how Poorly, poorly fucking prepared we are for anything I was, that bad. So speaking of Y2K, I was watching a video. A video came across my For You page on TikTok, and it was this older guy. And he was like, yeah, you know, you guys remember Y2K, how, or some of you weren't alive, but you remember how people were freaking out that everything was going to reset and everything was going to go down and blah, 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 blah. And he was like, and everybody says that it didn't happen. And, you know, it was just, you know, people were scared and it was just, you know, widespread hysteria, this, that, and the other. And he was like, well, the reason it didn't happen is because people like me were working around the clock yeah. hours and days and weeks and months to make sure it didn't happen, recoding everything. And I was like, damn, I never thought about that. I never, like, looked into it enough to where, it, like, when people talk about it, they're just like, yeah, you know, people freaked out about it, but it wasn't a thing oh, that yeah, was going to happen. It was actually like, a, threat, a serious concern. Like a threat. It really was. Yeah. I mean, and stuff did happen. There was plenty of stuff that had been missed. That maybe didn't have like serious consequences, but fucked up because Dude, of the yeah. time, you know, That's, and like that would be a problem. And I, it baffled me that I never thought about that. That like there were people working around the clock to make sure that didn't happen, which is fucking insane to me. Um, let me pee real quick because I'm about to piss my britches, and then I'm going to finish telling you about this because there is like an excerpt excerpt from like a gold miner or like uh, some dude who was working in the mines. And the way he talks about it, I like the, that's like one of the main reasons I put it in here because I was like the way he talks about it, I was like, God damn, like 
It's just something you can't fathom seeing, like, here in the United States. Okay. All right. right. Got to get used to these longer episodes, dude. It's because of all the banter. I know. Flapping our gums about our stupid little lies. Well, I mean, part of it is, too, we don't really, like, see each other a whole lot anymore, so it's like we got to catch up. Which I think is pretty... I like it. I think it's good. Yeah, I agree. So, like I said prior... Uh, this storm caused auroras to happen globally. Some actually happened over the Rocky Mountains in the U.S. and were so bright that gold miners had woken up and started making breakfast because they thought it was the morning time. And people oh in the north, yeah, people in the northeastern part of the United States could read the newspaper by like how bright it was outside. Um, so I want to read an excerpt from an uh, Australian gold miner. Gold miner, um, where was it? Uh, oh yeah, gold miner. His name was Herbert. Uh, who he retold his observations of this event in a letter to the Daily News in Perth in 1909. He said, "I was gold digging at Rockwood, about four miles from Rockwood Township, Victoria, um, by my uh, myself and two mates. Looking out of the tents, uh, we see a great reflection in the southern heavens. At about 7 p.m." And in about half an hour, the scene of almost unspeakable beauty presented itself. Lights of every imaginable color were, were uh, hey, chill out. Lights of every imaginable color were issuing from the southern heavens, one color fading away only to give place to another, if possible, more beautiful than the last. The streams mounting to the zenith, but always come becoming a rich purple when reaching there and always curling round, leaving a clear strip of sky, which may be described as four fingers held at an arm's length. The northern, what? Yeah, the northern side from the zenith, zenith was also illuminated with beautiful colors, always curling around at the zenith, but were considered to be merely a reproduction of the southern display, as all colors south and north always corresponded. It was, a, it was a sight... Uh, it was a sight never to be forgotten, and was considered at the time to be the greatest uh, aurora, uh, the greatest aurora recorded. Uh, sorry, it was a sight to never be got forgotten, and was considered at the time to be the greatest aurora recorded. The rationalists and pantheists on nature and her most uh, exquisite robes, recognizing the divine, um, Recognizing the divine immanence, immutable law, cause and effect, the superstitious and the fanatical had dire forebonding and thought it was a foreshadowing of Armageddon and final dissolution. I always uh, think it is. Dude, yeah, I mean, Every but can cool you really thing. imagine that shit happening? I mean, the, yeah. all of the skies lighting up does feel pretty heavenly, for sure. Dude, yeah, exactly. Um, so one thing I also wanted to add is that I thought was super insane is that telegraph systems all around Europe and North America had failed thanks to this storm. And as I said prior, it caused some of the, some of the telegraph lines to spark, some of them to catch fire. Uh, in some cases, it even gave telegraph operators electrical shocks. Um, so one thing I thought was really cool is that telegraph operators were a lot were able to send messages to each other with zero power, uh, with their power supplies turned off. So these telegraph lines seem to be able to produce sufficient uh, geomagnetically induced current from the electromagnetic field for allowed continued communication. So one last thing I'm going to read is a conversation that occurred between two operators of the American telegraph line, 
between Boston and Portland, Maine, on the night of September 2nd, 1859, um, and reported to the Boston Traveler. So the Boston operator says to the Portland operator, quote, please cut off your battery entirely for 15 minutes. Portland operator says, will do. It is now disconnected. Boston operator responds, mine is disconnected. Are we working with the auroral current? How do you receive my writing? Portland says, oh. better with our better than with our batteries on. Current comes and goes gradually. Boston says, my current is very strong at times, and we can work better without the batteries, as the Aurora seems to neutralize and augment our batteries alternately, um, making current too strong at times for our relay magnets. Suppose we work without batteries while we are affected by this trouble. Portland says, very well. Shall I go ahead with business? Boston says, yes, go ahead. Their conversation carried on for around two hours using absolutely no battery power at all and working solely Whoa. with the current that it was induced, that was induced by the Aurora's. And it said it was the first time and recorded every first time and recorded that more than a word or two was transmitted in such manner. Like I said, not really a catastrophe or disaster, but I read about it while looking up what to cover, uh, and I was like, "That's fucking sick!" So I that thought I'd throw so it in there. Yeah, it's crazy. It's it crazy. Was, I that's a lot of magnetic energy. Yeah, dude. I, I mean, I don't. That's, that's kind of an interesting question. Uh, hold on. These are telegraphs, right? Yeah, telegraphs. telegraphs. Uh, I'm kind of interested to know how much energy those things use because it, it's like, did they, did they take a lot of current? Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. I was like, I can imagine that how so much current So they were typically 100 to 160 volts, but only 50 milliamps. So not crazy. Yeah, I mean, still, bro, that's still fucking... But just fucking... free from the sky? That's yeah, so weird. Bananas. That would fuck our yeah, shit so dude. bad oh, right so now. Your bad. phone would turn so to goo. So bad. That it would fuck so many... I wonder what like happened. What would happen to an airplane if it was like in the sky I mean, Some planes traveling. would be in trouble. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, military planes are probably hardened... But I don't know about you would hope just so. like a 747. But they're all supposed to have like hydraulic backups, so they should theoretically be able to fly. But That's true. I've, I bet some planes would smash into the ground done, for sure. Done. Especially if they were like landing or taking off. Oh, Pretty yeah, weird. absolutely. That's, that's so insane. It's a banana. Uh, something I never heard of, so I was like, bro, what the fuck? And we missed it. I had heard about... Or... All of the telegram, uh, telegraphs breaking from the CME, but that is all I'd heard. That's the only story I'd heard about it. The fact that it was like so bright, they thought it was day. Yeah, daytime. They woke up and thought it was fucking. Well, I, I want to see something that cool from space. Dude, same, but I fuck unfortunately, my shit up. I want to see it. I feel like we fucked everything up too much to get a cool event like that. And it'd I mean, be cool to no, see. The but... sun could just devastate us whenever it wants. That's true. Yeah, the sun uh, going supernova and killing us all is not the bigger issue I thought it would be. I used to have these, like, Google feed alerts for, uh, like, sunspot activity. And oh, I was really? Like, you know what? I don't need this anxiety. Yeah. This is stupid. <laughs> That's a stupid thing to be this worried is, about. Yeah, killing me with worry. Um, but yeah, that is uh, that's uh, that's well, the that old Carrie cool. Timmy event and the Cleveland Clinic fire. It's kind of like a disaster, but not really. Yeah, exactly. Nobody needed no, it. Nobody yeah. got seriously hurt or anything. Like I think that. that fits. Yeah, that's what I that's what I thought too. Uh, but yeah, we will. Uh, I don't know what I'm covering next week. Obviously, um, no, duh. How many are we at on this season? Only this yeah, is our, this third? our third episode. Okay. Yeah. 
Okay. Um, but yeah, we will uh, be back next week. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. That puts our podcast in front of new people. Uh, if you have anything you want to say to us, just you know, yell There's at so us. So many ways. Yeah. So Emails, many ways. Instagram, the mail, whatever. The Insta, you can make your add, own podcast. Yeah. Make your own podcast. We'll start beef. Um, fucking yeah. podcast turf wars, dude. Um, it'll be a good time. But we'll see you guys next week. Be safe. I love you so much. Uh, bye bye.